no one's gonna outwork. No one's gonna outplay me. No, like it's not happening. When it's my spot, it's my spot. I don't care who you are. Yes, I love basketball. Yes, I will die for basketball. Yes, Allen Iverson practice. I'm on the floor. I'll die for this game. I feel the exact same way. Even through all my mistakes, all my shortcomings, I'm doing this to take care of my mom and sister. I don't care. I'm gonna make it. Bro. Don't care. Having self doubt, you know, all those negative thoughts they come into your brain, and you do your best not to listen to it. But it's too hard sometimes when it just gets tough. But you gotta do your best. Just God, I know you. I know you're protecting me. You didn't bring me this far to lead me. Keep leading me in the way that you see best fit. Welcome back, my Philly podcast, a podcast focused on beating the hell out of your negative voice. For this very episode, for this moment, you know, for me, it's an impactful kind of story. And I always like to talk to my guests, obviously, but to start this, this person on this podcast, Mr. Donis Arms, he's someone who has been through a lot, a lot of adversity to get to where he's been through, whether it's his professional career, but just in his life in general. So to have him on the podcast to showcase his story, I'm grateful. So Mr. Adonis Arms, he's the energetic, he's the passionate, he's the genuine guy. Welcome to the My Believe Podcast. <laughs> hey, bro. Appreciate Please it. put the mic to you. Appreciate it, bro. Um, I appreciate being here, bro. Appreciate you uh, having me on your pod. We've been talking about it for a little minute now, so it's uh, I'm grateful to be on here. For the opportunity to be on Literally, like we have been talking it for a while. Yeah. I interviewed one person yeah. since I've been in Lubbock. In Lubbock, for yeah. yeah. And every single day, Don has been like, when am I going to get on the pod? When am I going to get on the pod? And I appreciate that. It means you see value in the platform. But it's also like, for me, I'm like, damn, whenever I have these stories, I want to do them justice. Yeah. And to have a moment to actually pause and to have you hear it. Yeah. It means a lot. But yeah. For something like this, an episode like this, I think a good stage setter is the formative years. Yeah. Because to see all that you are now with your professional career, your life, right. one has to know the backstory. Right. Behind the jersey story, right. who you were. Right. So if you were to take me back to Milwaukee, that Milwaukee. kid then, yeah. if you were to connect the dots between where you are now and then, what were those first dots? If we're talking basketball, then we're talking Kobe Bryant. If we're talking just life, we're just life. talking we're just talking a happy kid from Milwaukee that was on his mongoose with pegs on it. You know what I mean? Going down the street, not even on the pedals, just on the pegs, just <laughs> life, bro. Like I'm a guy that's that's always been outside playing with my cousin Elijah, football or tag or whatever you want to call it as a little kid. We had a game room. In Milwaukee, when we lived there, we called it like the, the little game room or whatever. Like, I don't know, the basement. It was just, you can do whatever. Foosball, hockey table. You know what I mean? It was it was a fun experience, bro. Milwaukee's great. It's, you know, it's funny because I, if I'm behind the eyes of you in that time and I'm in the basement and I'm trying different things, I'm curious of the abilities that I have. Yeah. Whether it's the activities, the sports that we're doing down there. Yeah. Whether it's just who we're becoming yeah. as kids. Yeah. Thinking about it, where does that come from? Like, what was your parenting like in that time that even kind of wanted to get that out of you mm -hmm. and wanted you to go to the basement? Like, what are your yeah. parents like? Well, my mom is real chill. I've learned everything from my mom. She's my superhero. So uh, her just, you know, letting me be me, honestly. Like, if I want to go downstairs, play a game, I'll do that. I mean, obviously, if I have homework or something, now I don't get that done. She's on me for real. Like, I can't do no without doing my homework, especially when I was little. So I would go in the backyard to hoop. I was bored playing the game or whatever. And then I will just go back there and hoop and just play with my friends, play me one on one. You can't beat me, though. I'll tell you, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Already having that competitive edge. So but where does that yeah. not to catch you where does that come from? Because on one hand, you're you know, your, your parents 
your values is what I'm hearing is strive, do the best academically, but then find yourself, you know, physically and yeah. find what you're good at, find yeah. what you like. Yeah. And to be competitive in that, a lot of people, when they pick up these things, it's just for leisure. You're not yeah, really nah. trying to be the best at yeah, it. Nah. Like, where does the not drive me. come from? Not me, bro. Uh, drive comes from, I just want to be the best that I can be. I don't care about anyone's expectation, or whatever. Like, obviously, I love to hear that you have an expectation for me that you think I can be this good or however good that you think I might be. But for me, I'm just trying to take care of my mom and sister at the end of the day, bro. That's always been my thing. Ever since we moved to Arizona, you know, as a young age, like, I want to make it to the NBA. I want to be the best player I can be. I want to be the best. I don't care who it is in front of me. I want to be the best, bro. Like, And I get that from Kobe. Seeing him rip his jersey apart and screaming and yelling on court, hitting game winners, like, he gave me that inspiration to want to be the best for us. When you, you mentioned your mom being a superhero mm-hmm. earlier. And if I was in that time, seeing all that, seeing how your mom and how your family grew up, that superhero to me is being accountable for it all, yeah. having to get it out, whether yeah. it's financially, whether it's protection in the environment, kind of that drive that you spoke of, coming and and wanting to do it for your mom. Mm-hmm. When you take yourself back and walk me through that journey, what was it that you saw that I guess she needed help with or what was it I that mean, was my, needed? My mom was leading the way, you know, she had multiple jobs when I was a kid, you know, just trying to pay bills and get food on the table and stuff. Like my mom's a hard worker. She works very hard. So like, I mean, I learned everything from her. I just watch it as a little kid. I'm watching her Go to, go to the job, come back home, eat for a little bit, go to another job, and I'm on the game chilling or, you know, as a young kid, just at the house. You know what I mean? Can't really do much too young, but my mom out there grinding. Watching her coming out the house, like, just doing what she got to do to make sure me and my sister is good. I mean, I don't want my mom to live like that forever. And me being a, a little kid, the man of the house, you know what I mean? Like, I got to do that. Like, it has to be done. Like, no one's going to stop me from doing what I want to do. But when you think, and I, bro, yeah. when I'm listening to you say that, it's like I, I can picture and take some parallels in my own story. I'm one of four. And my dad was gone from age eight to 18. He was in Nigeria. He lost, he got his visa taken away for 10 years. And, you know, I saw my mom, a hardworking kind of woman doing it for our family. And, on one point, you have that value, that the cultural standpoint of being Nigerian, very prideful, go after people. And then on another hand, when you got to support everyone and, and be there for your family, yeah. you got that. So I saw that. But yeah. for your story it and for mine, it's almost like you had to grow up fast yeah. and to lock into what is going to make money yeah. and do it yeah. for your family. Yeah. What in your story, what's the cost of that? Because... On one hand, you have this curious kid in the basement, <laughs> but you know, once I pick up this ball in this basement, I'm not playing no, no. more. It's not for play. No, like I see Kobe, I see yeah. people that I want to aspire to be at their level. Like I want to get yeah. to that level. Well, I don't want anyone to think that there's better than me off rip. Yeah. Playing or not. Like if we're playing, I don't know, 21 or if we're playing knockout or whatever, like it might be a game for fun, but I'm not trying to lose for fun. Like, no. Like, I don't want you to ever walk around and be like, yeah, I beat him in, in knockout. Like, no, I don't ever want that. Unless it's a little kid, like 10 or 12. Yeah. Like, Y'all can have it. That's fine. In those times when you did lose at that age, running back. Kind of what made you... Run it back. Let's go again. Why? Because, like, bro, I'm not about to beat a... I'm, bro, no. You're not having that on against me, bro. You're not. Like, it's not happening. We're going to have we're gonna have to run it back again and again and again until I'm the last one winning or until you're tired of playing me. It's funny because... You know, you see the values of your mom. She's hardworking, but 
you, I always say in adolescence, it's our real impressionable ages. And whether we're going into school and we go into different communities for you, you moved at the age of 12 and went from Milwaukee to Phoenix mm-hmm. to that area. Before I start with the impressionable ages, we got, cause I feel like that's when you're searching for who you are. Yeah. You have the hard work from your mom. You see that, but then you have your own belief on what hard work looks like for you. You yeah. picked up the basketball and you went. Look at the environments. Look how they changed the landscape. Got to Phoenix. Yeah. Looking back in hindsight, what, what was it that you left behind in that move? I mean, I was still young, so I left everything. I left my family. I left my friends. Like I left a whole life for real. So, and Milwaukee is definitely hundred percent different than Phoenix, Arizona. Oh. It's, the landscape, just the environment, how, the houses look, how the streets look, just everything. It's a complete 180. You know what I mean? So just seeing a different side of life really like opened my mind. Like you don't really have to be living like how we was in Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Like we we were living great. We had a nice life. Like we was chilling. You know what I mean? But it's different being in Arizona where the sun is always shining and people are, Hey, how you doing? Like people are actually nice. You know what I mean? Like it's just a different feel. It's just a wholly different feel. I mean, a 12-year-old in Milwaukee growing up playing basketball is going to have a different mindset than a 12-year-old in Phoenix, Arizona growing up, just depending on your environment and where you come from, I feel like. Yeah, and it's like when you say that, I think of a kid that does feel like the sun is shining in Milwaukee. I know it's dreary, but mm-hmm. if they're in a economic standpoint to where it's feasible or they're in a great place, mm-hmm. they feel like, oh, it's the best place ever. Right. I guess moving is like a symbol of what life could be. But I could, could do different. Right. I could build my life any different way. Right. And yeah. it would give you that curiosity. Okay. Like I can actually become more and do yeah. more and yeah. do more in terms of basketball for you. Yeah. It's tough because when somebody, if somebody just watches this or picks up this um, and listening to this in their car and working out, they think one way that this guy, damn, he was locked in from an early age and he just got it. He ascended yeah. <laughs> right to the top. Not the case. When you average two points, fast forward yeah. to your senior year. Not the case. Yeah. And you go from a kind of smaller kid and you have a growth spread and mm-hmm. you're growing. Mm-hmm. What is that tension in that growth stage to where it's like, I know I want to get somewhere. But nobody in my environment sees that I can get there but me and probably my family. Mm-hmm. Like walking to school, if I was to put on your shoes, going to them practices, going to your classes. I'm like better than what? all of you. I'm better than all of you. And you will all find out very soon. I'm better than all of you. That's always in my head. Like my, if my mom listens to this, which she probably will, I'm a senator. No one's better than me. They're not better than me. They're not. That's, that's always been a motto, my sentence, my drive, like in my head since I was little, because I've always been overlooked. Always. Look at the story. I mean, high school didn't play. Juco played JV. Her junior year played JV. Went Juco for two years. Went to D2. Mid-major. Had to redshirt. I mean, look at all of the, I mean, look at all the roadblocks. And I'm not the only one that has a crazy story. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, woe is me. Yeah. You know, I'm not, that's not happening. It's just a fact. But why though? I'm, I'm always curious because it's like, no. you can have those moments and why, what is the, the mindset to say no one's better than me? Like, do you, I'm thinking, cause it's interesting. Do you really need that? You know, you had your, you have a motto and mm. a 
someone as a Kobe to see like his mentality. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that you're taking some of that, but like, Mm. do you need that you think to be successful to get to where you want to go? Yeah. If you got 15 people looking at you like, yeah, he's not good enough. And you only got three, you, your mom and your sister. That's all I need. Can you think of a moment or a picture in your head that comes up in that time in high school that made you really feel like, Oh, they, they think that they're really better than me. Like, how do I, when I was a junior on JV, when I was a junior on JV, I could feel it. I could sense the atmosphere. They all think they're better than me, which is fine. It's cool. But they all know that they're not. They know that. If, if I'm you, though, mm. you almost have this armor. Like, you ready for battle every single day. Let's get to it. Which is needed for what you're doing on the court. Mm. I do feel like there's also a cost to having that armor. Because when you go into school and you're having your regular opportunities, whether life hits, whether mm. things at home, mm-hmm. people can't see you. Mm-mm the real you Mm -hmm. because you have that armor Mm -hmm. on. If you were to walk me through those times where you feel like, okay, I need this. And and nowadays athletes, we all have this, like we go in to battle and we can't turn it off when we get home, when we get to school. Did you ever experience a time where it was actually challenging to connect with people around you, friends, family, because you felt like everyone's counted you out? Yeah. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. But I mean, that's what your support system is there for. Even when I was younger, like I had temper tantrums and I was mad and mad at what? Mad at everything. Mad that I couldn't control what I wanted. Mad that I couldn't take my life where I wanted it to be. Mad that I'm not where I wanted to be at that point in time, whenever that was. I would say for me, it was just like, I would have moments where I'll be like, bro, I can't believe this, this and that. My friends would be like, bro, like, like, they'll be there to console me and, and all that, but, you know, they'll tell me the truth, too. Like, bro, like, you got to do this, this, and that, and you're not doing that right now, bro. Like, it's just not for you right now yeah. or whatever. And I'm not trying to hear that, bro. Like, but I'm better than all of y'all. We can all play ones right now. But it's not about that. You feel me? Like, yeah. it's just more of a me learning that in life, you're going to go through things and there's nothing you can do about it, but just, you know, praise God and just keep it going. Like, just keep working. It's going to eventually come to the light. Like, they're eventually going to see it. And when they do, that's when your time is. For your story, bro, you didn't. They didn't see it. And if, if I'm you, I'm like, God damn, like I'm grinding from this age. It's draining. To this age. It's draining. To this age. It's draining. I'm grinding. So if you're yeah. saying draining, how yeah. do you have more to pour? Because it's where I started at. I got to do it for my mom and sister. There's, there's, there's no excuse. There's no, you're too tired. Like, this is the life I wanted to live. This is, I want to be an NBA player. Like I want to be a star in the NBA. Not to cut you off though, but you <laughs> yeah. know, when we all say that we got to yeah. do it for our family, but yeah. thinking about it, like, do you think they asked that from you? Like, is there something that you're being dragged by? Like you're driven. Yes. And I always ask this question. Do you yeah. really think like, are you driven or are you dragged? Is it like your, your nature, like who you are or the nurture, like the people around you that get you to who you are and where you want to be. Like, why is it that you feel like you feel like you me, yeah. got to do it? It's not a got to, it's a want to. I want mm. to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to continue to play basketball. Like, I already got my, I already graduated from college. Like, you know what I mean? I got a first year of being a pro. Like, I understand what that's about, but it's not about it's wanting. Like, I want to take care of my sister. I want to take care of my mom. Like, I don't want my mom to work another job for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. I want her to be in her, her SUV camping 
freelance wherever she wants to go with my dog Hershey. Like I want my sister to go to the beach, Puerto Rico, Cancun or whatever, and be with her mans and live life for real. While yeah. I'm continuing to grind and give them money. And, and <laughs> that's what I want to do. Bro, I see I see that yeah. in everything that you do. And it's almost like I'm interrogating you on why, why, <laughs> but I'm always curious. Because uh, I, yeah. you know, for my story to take it to me for a second, it's like mm. from the age of six to eight, I was um sexually assaulted by older women in my life. And when that happened, it it makes you feel insignificant. 100 percent that's when I went to school, I see that the kids, I always say our beliefs are like cognitive contact lenses to where we see the world. So it's like, oh, this basketball, y'all love this? All right, bet. I'm going to do that. Right. I'm going to be significant. I find my worth in that. Yeah, because they see it. Because they give you some type of reward or yeah. they give you some type of feeling. But it's also something for me like, oh, I can do something for someone else. Mm-hmm. For your story, mm-hmm. was there ever a time where you felt like, unworthy that you feel like now that you're an athlete, right. like you're great at something that right. people see like, okay, I'm good. I'm striving right. that now you can do something for someone else. Like, was there ever a time where you felt like there's nothing I can do now that you have something to do, you want to do it mm-hmm. for everybody. But before then, I mean, no, I didn't want to do it for anyone, but my mom and sister, it just, it all stems back to my mom and my sister. Like I love all my friends. I love, you know, everyone that's super close to me, like ATG, like, all of my, my core people, I love all of them. Like, and I will do anything for them, but I don't do it for them. Mm. I do it for my mom and sister. That's no disrespect to anyone that's a part of my circle. They know that, you know, they're going to be a part of whatever happens, God willing. Mm. But to start it off to, this is why I'm putting on my shoes. This is why I'm waking up today. It's not because of my friends, not because of the applauses I get from people that I don't know or that I just met. Cause that can all be gone tomorrow. It can be gone tomorrow. And you take that mindset and you work out and you strive after your senior year and you're in the gym grinding. and somebody sees the talent and they're like, Oh, you can be a college player. Right. Where you saw your height as the NBA, you're still striving. Right. It didn't start at that level. It started at the Juco level. Mm-hmm. When you got that offer, mm-hmm. what was the first thing that popped in your head? Well, honestly, first thing that popped in my head was I'm going to a open gym at MCC with my, one of my best friends, my brother, Antoine and his dad. And so happened the head coach's son was in the run. Make that make sense. That doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And then after that playing well, just being me, bro, got an offer from Mesa community college, told my mom, she said, sign the paper. now." <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't getting anything, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like we talked about playing or getting 2.3 points per game in high school is insane right there's that i that's insane i've never heard another story like that ever that made it to where i am which is it's just it's just a testament to to show what god will do for you right your faith your belief like keep working hard don't listen to the noise just focus on what you want to do what you have to do what you're going to do what you want to do in that time though what was that noise because you're going to a juco and if I'm seeing your story in hindsight now, yeah, you went to the D2 after that and then D1 mm-hmm. and then Texas Tech. Yeah. You see the journey now, but like, what was that noise in that time when you know you have a bigger vision and having to start at a lower level? I mean, there's a lot of people saying you're not going to make it like the, 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 the naysayers or whoever, bro, you're in Juco. You think you're going to make it to the NBA from here? Only Jimmy Butler made it this far. Like, you're not Jimmy Butler. You're right. I'm Adonis, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm Adonis, bro. You're right. I'm not Jimmy Butler. And I, I'll, like, I, I'm super proud of who I am as a man, a, a basketball player, and a human being, and a brother, and a son, like, and a friend to others. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't, 
I just, you know, I don't care about what other people think about me. Like I said before, like, because I have a goal and I have something that I'm going to accomplish. Like, and if I don't, then that's on me. No one else. No one that's like, I told you wasn't going to make it. Well, how far did you get? You didn't get as far as me. It's a weird question, but in that time, in that year, is there a goal that you didn't meet? No, there's multiple goals. I wanted to be player of the year in every league, in every um, division I played in. Wasn't a player of the year in JUCO. I was a player in the year D2. Wasn't a player of the year in uh, Winthrop University. Was not the player of the year in the Big 12. So every year I didn't meet goals that I wanted. But, you know, that, that just goes with it. You know, you're not going to get everything you want. And I understand that. But I'm not going to not put the work in to try to get it, though. What does that do when you don't meet the goals? Because a lot of people watching, they don't have the mindset. They don't have the drive that you do powered from the story that you mm-hmm. do. And I can relate to to a charge and a drive that's outside of even yourself, powered by Christ himself. Right. But what it's like or what are you like? How are you like? Hi, John. He, there's John behind. If you guys obviously you can't see, but what are you like when you don't achieve the goal? Like how does a young Adonis feel and how does he stay motivated to go after what he believes and mm-hmm. that he deserves? Young Adonis feels like they still don't see him. They still don't believe his talent. They still don't. They're discrediting you, Don. That's how I feel. But I just add it. I just add them to the list. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> like I just add them to the list. Like yeah. I just tell it to one of my, he's like a big brother to me. Uh, my manager, Mike Contreras, just add them to the list, bro. All right, we'll do that. Let's get to work. I, I, I forget. I'm a bounce in my head. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a bounce to the list, bro. Bro, you to the list. sound, if nobody has ever heard you play, you sound like you're this super serious guy all the time on the court I'm not, in life. He's not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. It's so chilling, funny bro. because when I was at Texas Tech, I, yeah. I'm super serious. I probably smiled once ever on the court. You're right. smiling. You're, how time. are you able to balance that drive with, having fun with the game and confidence with the game because a lot of people see that as pressure. You wanted to do it for a real purpose, the pressure, but to smile while you're playing. What? Like, I don't, I mean, it goes back to my mom. Never let them see you sweat. I know you probably heard that before, but I had to work on that, bro. Like it wasn't, this wasn't something that I was great at off rip. No. How were you then? Horrible. I had temper tantrums. I was upset. Like they're not playing me. Like, be mad, sulking, like everything that you don't want to see. I was all of that, but I had to grow, bro. When did it change? Like, man, it just changed when I realized that, you know, I just need to give it to God and like, I just can't control everything. Like, I can't. As much as I want it, as bad as I want to be in the NBA, as bad as I want it to be a McDonald's All-American, as bad as I want it to be a five-star recruit, as bad as I want it to be all these things, it didn't work. It didn't happen. Yeah. I couldn't control any of that. You know, I wasn't the coach in high school that we like Adonis go out there and play. Show him what you got. Mm. I was Adonis, sit down. Mm. But inside, it's a burning passion. Like, bro, we were just playing in recess and I was killing all of them. But when we're in an actual organized setting, it doesn't fit. I can't work. I can't. So that that fire inside of me is burning and it's erupting because I know how good I am, especially at a young age. Like I knew I was destined to play basketball because that's all I ever did. All I ever wanted to do. I didn't want to play football, even though I did. Didn't want to play baseball, even though I played for a little bit. Didn't want to play no other sport. Basketball was it. Video games. You know what I mean? That's that's in my relaxed time. 
whatever. If I'm, you speak so passionately about the game. And honestly, unlike anybody I've ever heard in this way, it's it's inspiring, but it's like what you've been able to accomplish as we bounce around a little bit. And when you speak, I kind of see you almost looking at a time or thinking of a time where you were physically like, nah, it's not your time. If I removed all these experiences from the the JUCO level, from having to go to an open gym, from the 2.7 points a game in your senior year, if I removed being counted out, if I removed all that from your history, what do you think I'd be removing from your character? Me. Me. Everything that I've learned, everything that I've went through, like all of that made who this guy is today. The smiling, happy guy. Like, say I was a five-star recruit. Say I was, you know, top ranked in the country. Say I was all those things that I wanted to be. Who knows what type of guy I would be? Would I still be smiling? Would I still be, you know, me chilling, happy, having fun, hanging out with my friends, doing what I want to do? Like, you know, trying to stay as less stressed as possible. Or would I be a knucklehead? Would I be in a whatever type of vehicle driving 200 miles per hour on a 40? Or would I still be driving 45, 50? Yeah. Just cool and listening to my music. Yeah. Who knows? So I, I I can't answer that, bro. But what I do know is everything that I went through, you know, God doesn't make any mistakes and everything I was for a reason. So that's just something I got to, that's what something I've been realizing, you know, and it's not, it hasn't been easy, you know, especially playing Juco, D2, mid-major, having a red shirt, then getting an opportunity at Tech. And still at the start, it still wasn't good enough. Like you came in, you was talking to us. Like, so we got all this weight on our shoulders, but in reality, we don't. And that's what I realized. Like, I don't have any weight because everything's going to happen for a reason. So why do you still take the onus on you? I, I was, because yeah. not to cut you off, you, you, you mentioned in his time, in his time, in his time. In so his on time. one side of things, you realize that patience is a thing that you've, you know, you've got to learn and that you've learned and you were the kid that was frustrated, temper tantrum, you learned in this time, like in his time, everything will work out. But then on the other hand, you still feel like, nah, you got to get it. You got to go. You got to just a thought. Mm -hmm. What would it be like for you to take your hand off your life and for let him work through you? I don't know. It's because I, I, I struggle with that, too. It's like, nah, like, God gave me trace abilities to grind and to work. Yeah. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to steward the gifts that he gave me all the to the best of his ability. Right, right. And then I get burnt out. Right, 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 right. What's your journey with being burnt out and being frustrated? I know, like, a lot of people and you, yeah. you want to grind and you get to a Texas Tech and at first you're not clicking. Yeah. You're in the summer, you're not clicking and yeah. you're grinding. You're, you're probably doing more workouts, more workouts, and it's still not turning. It's still not working. How does it turn? Like, what yeah. is the mental battle that makes you, okay, I'm a peace, and then you start smiling on the court, then you start hooping. Like, what's that journey like for you? I've been here before. <laughs> I've yeah. been here before. Like, I've, you know, when I work hard, when I'm in the gym at two, three in the morning, coming off a trip from Kansas and losing in a double overtime where I, I didn't see the playing time that I wanted and that we needed as a team, and I'm in the gym shooting at 2 30 in the morning, it's going to come back. <laughs> it's going to come back. We've been here before. You haven't. We, they, we've wait, been wait. here before. I get what you're yeah. saying, but like, practically, the things that people see. Yeah. You go to a Texas Tech. You've never played that that never, level before. Never. You haven't. Never, ever. You haven't been there before. Ever. 
But I've been in the circumstance, sitting down on the bench, realizing I'm not in the game. I've been there before. Not playing in six or seven straight games in Jugo. I've been there before. You know what I mean? So just realizing that in that moment it's happening again. Don't tweak. Don't react. Just let God take control. Smile when you get back. Go to the gym and shoot. You're, I think it's admirable. I'm not just saying this because you have a growth mindset that makes it seem and not makes it seem, but says like, it don't matter what I go through. I can grow through anything. Like I have traits in me that can become the best. Yeah, but it's not, it's not easy. It's not, I mean, like this isn't a facade that I'm putting on. Like I still make mistakes. You know what I mean? I still don't do everything that I'm supposed to do the right way because I want to do it the way I want to do it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's more of like, I'm just trying to let God take control and let him do what I got to do. I'm fighting my flesh to do what I want. But in reality, I need to listen to him to show, show me what I need to do. How though? Like, what's your journey with pride? Like, you know, on the court, you got that pride to play. You got that pride in your abilities. But then what you just said, yeah. it's not all on me. I don't, I make mistakes. Yeah. How do you release? How do you give it up? Like when yeah. you're, let's say you just had the best game. You've had a bunch of great games. And, right. and when I think of you at Texas Tech, I think of literally at Texas, the, the damn clip. That's probably yeah. the most popular clip now. Yeah, you crazy. just ready for that game. Yeah. When you are on a high, how do you let him take control? And how do you even come to a moment where you're like in his time? Because it's, it's more of like, think about the team. Think about the opportunity we have, bro. Like, it's not about me. And that's what I had to get over. Like, Nothing that happens is about me. Nothing. Nothing. Anything that happens. Bro, uh, you are <laughs> the most interesting person because it's like yeah. this whole time it's like it's not about you. You're doing it for somebody else. Yeah. But it's still about you because you got to do the work and you got to build. Well, yeah. I'm so it kind of is about you. It's not. It's about my mom and sister. It's not about me, bro. It's not. Like it's it all everything that I do stems to take care of my mom and my little sister. That's it, bro. Yes, I love basketball. Yes, it's the best sport in America, in the world. Yes. Yes, I will die for basketball. Yes, bro. All of that. Everything you hear on videos with other guys talking about how much they love the game and how much they'll die for the game. And like Allen Iverson practice, like that video, like this is practice, bro. Like, I would, like I'm on the floor. I'll die for this game. Like I feel the exact same way, bro. Even through all my mistakes, all my shortcomings, all my Missed goals, all that, bro. Like, I'm doing this to take care of my mom and sister. I don't care. I'm going to make it, bro. I don't care. But when I hear you say that, yeah, I love the passion that you're speaking to, but mm. why the game? Like, I would not die for basketball. <laughs> I would not die for basketball. No, no. <laughs> I think it's admirable what you're saying, yeah. right? But it's not just a game, though. That's fine that you wouldn't. But obviously, we have different views on exactly. the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I no, I, what I'm saying about you is, bro, yeah. the growth mindset that you have, you can take that in every aspect of life, not this game. The game is a medium, but like, yeah. bro, you're charged with a service attitude. Like you're not survival. A lot of people think I'm survive. How can I take, take, take from the world? You're like, okay, no, how can I use my traits to yeah. give, give, give yeah, to the world and my family? Yeah. It's yeah, that can be done in so many other ways. So why? I always hear people say that it's it's. I'm like, why? Right. Why basketball? I, right. I mean, it's just a feeling. I mean, it's just like a. I don't know. Like, what's your favorite cake? Not a big cake guy. All right. So what do you have? I, I used to like cheesecake. I'll, cheesecake. Okay. Cheesecake. So so on your birthday, you know, like your mom or sis or your brother, or whoever gives you your favorite cheesecake. Right. So your birthday following. They'll give you a pine cake or something. 
I've never heard of pot and cake. Let's go with red velvet cake. Real velvet. Okay, say they give you a red velvet. Would you be more appreciative that they give you the red velvet or the cheesecake? Even though it's coming from your family. Mm. Your birthday. Which one would you rather choose? Probably like the cheesecake. You'd probably choose the cheesecake. So in reality, it doesn't really matter about what they give you. It's your own preference about what yeah. you like. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with basketball. Like same thing with management or real estate or being an instructor, yoga instructor, like anything, anything that you have a passion for, a burning passion for, or like that you really, 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 really love, you're going to go for it every time. No matter what anyone says, you're going to do what you want to do because that's your drive. This podcast is your drive. Not saying that he will die for his podcast. I don't know. Maybe you would one day, but who knows? Yeah. That's your dream that you're still living, that you're still writing. I definitely, I can understand that. Like we all have our unique preferences and our unique agitations to where it's like, oh, you pissed at how this is ran. Like I just went to the roof a couple of days ago in Lubbock and I'm pissed at how it's ran. It's like, okay, like I want to do something about it. Like maybe you see the game of basketball, you see Kobe, you're like, wait, like I want to do that. I want to serve that community. I want to be, you know, not only entertainment for the fans, but I want to see and use this ball as a way out for my family. Yeah. And then at the same time, I want to see me do that. Like when I'm going to, like when I was at the NBA summer league and I see all these guys on this, on this wall and like art and I see Kawhi Leonard and I see Paul George and I see all these guys. I'm like, bro, I can be up there. Like no one, no one that I'm with is saying that, like, dream big, right? Dream so big that people think it's crazy. And how does that make you feel, like, when you're on teammates that don't have that drive and don't have that? When you're in that moment in the huddle and you're going and you have a mindset to where before the game, I was thinking over my life and I was thinking about how I want to make it out for my family. So you take that passion into the game and you could sense, you said it's a feeling thing. Well, you could sense people around you don't feel the same way. How do you go about doing with that? Hey Amen. I'm not really into what others feel or think or. But, you know, it's a team. game. No, it is a team game. But my only respect or my only acknowledgement is, you know, are you ready to play this game? Like, this is the game we need as a team. We need to win this game. So wherever your mindset is at, that needs to be put aside because this is the most important thing right now. This this hour and a half plus overtime, if needed, is very much serious. It's very much important. And that's what I think we had here. Tech, my team, especially like, obviously I wasn't on your team, so I can't speak for y'all made it. Final four is, I mean, that's elite. Like there's, there's no other word you can put other than elite, but my team, Bryson, Davion, myself, KO, Buzo, K-Mac, T-Shan, Bacho, KJ, like the whole squad for real. It was a team that loved each other. It was a team that wanted to win. It was a team that got along off the court, you know, like we shared our, stories and thoughts and like how we felt with each other which is weird <laughs> like it's just weird like right. you know and we were only there for a year like we didn't know each other before that obviously the guys before like marcus santo silva and k mac and tj and clarence and like all those guys they were on the same team and then you add guys that were not on that team to mesh and come together as one and to make that run that we did make if we had two years here with that same team it would have got ugly in the big <laughs> like Yo, it would have got ugly. We would have got ugly. We would have probably won Big 12 championship and like conference. And then I have full on belief that we would have won the whole thing. Yeah. To to take it back to your interest in the game. Yeah. I think for this podcast this is the most I've ever spoke about basketball. 
because for <laughs> me, I'm I'm curious and I'm almost stubborn. I'm a twin. So it's like I don't want to do it the way people want us to be. Oh, we're athletes. Let's talk about basketball. I, that's the way I think. But when I'm with somebody that speaks so passionately about how he loves the game, yeah. in my eyes, when you're playing that game, you're creating a life for yourself on the court. If you think about the ball in your hands on the court, what does it symbolize or what can you picture yourself doing in this life because you're playing this game? Like what else does it do for you actually while you're playing? I mean, when I'm playing, I'm free, bro. Like when I'm playing in a game and I hear all the fans screaming and yelling and, you know, I'm singing a song while I'm dribbling the ball down the court. Like I'm just in a great mood and I'm just free from what? Everything. Anything. I mean, I don't really bring my problems onto the court because this is a game where I'm just trying to have fun and I'm just trying to be with my guys for real. I'm trying to win. You know, obviously we know where the passion and the confidence and everything stems from, but when it's just me playing and I'm swinging the ball and I'm getting assists, like it's just fun. It's just excitement. It's, it's fun for me to see, I pass the ball to you or I pass the ball to Bryson and I see them dunk on somebody or I see them get an and one, like, I would I would wonder and hope that they have that same excitement for them as for me. That makes sense, you know, but it's just freedom for real. It's just a release from anything and everything, you know, freedom, a release. Yeah. And you fast forward and you, you start your professional career. Yeah. And you're with the Memphis Hustle and the Denver Nuggets affiliate. I know what changes in your story like is it still freedom when there's politics to the game is it still freedom where you're not playing the same minutes that you should be playing is it freedom yeah. where you're clearly better than where you're at yeah no it's not it's not politics is a different scheme it's business it's money you know it's it's a different feel you know it's still basketball you know it's still the game that you love but at the same time it's business. So it's not fun for real until you make it fun until you're on the court playing. Like you said, like sitting on the court, sitting on the sidelines sitting on the bench, it just takes me back to times where I was not okay, you know, mentally, cause I wanted to play at that burning passion. But then we've been here before. So it just, it's a cycle, man. Until you get over that hump, stay with it. Keep going. Don't let them see you sweat. I hear you. I, I, I definitely understand that. But when you get to an NBA level mm-hmm. and the NBA kind of threshold professional ranks, there is this element of I actually haven't been here before. And like, what don't I know? And so when I say that, you're so confident in who you are, your process and what you've been built and made to do and how you've been crafted by God himself. 100%. But what's your journey with self-doubt been like? As a professional. Yeah. Man. Man, it's, it's, man, that's, that's a crazy question. Cause there's nights where I'm just up and I'm just thinking, am I good enough? Like I made it this far, Don. Like, are you, are you still good enough? In the back of my head, it's hell yeah, you good enough. Why are you talking like yeah. that? Like, <laughs> like, don't, don't talk like that. You ain't never yeah. talked like that before. Yeah. But the pressure and all the, the politics and, you know, a guy that's on contract comes down to play and then your minutes get shrunk. You're like, bro. Has nothing to do with it basketball. Has, it has nothing to do with basketball. It has nothing to do with talent. It has nothing to do with who's better, versatility, and all the words that you want to put in that sentence. It has nothing to do with that. It just has to do with this is business. 
know, we drafted this guy. We signed this guy. You're still working your way up. So you're on the ladder. You got to wait your turn, basically. How are you able to deal with that when you know, like, that kid in the basement never had to deal with any of this? I just had to play the sport and do it for my family. Fast forward, I got to deal with all this and still become good and still mm-hmm. smile at their face when I know, like, they're not putting me in the game because uh, he's just down. Like, yeah. how am I supposed to act yeah. serviceman and give him a big smile? And, yeah. like, you learn that shit. You learn it. I don't mean to cuss, but you learn it along the way. You can do your th- Yeah. Yeah, you learn it. You know, when it first happened to me in, in Denver, I was upset. I was mad, like, you know, all the things that you don't want to be, but I have to learn it. You got to learn it. When you go through things, you go through it for a reason. You know what I mean? How are you going to react? Is it going to happen again? All right. We already seen that. So let's pass through it. But everything goes back to that, that guy in the basement though. You know, why are we doing this? My mom and sister. So like for me, it's getting so hard. I'm getting so frustrated. I'm crying. Like I'm, I'm pissed. Like I'm at home and I'm just, am I good enough? Like, yes, bro. That's the four year old in the back of your head saying you're good enough. You're not going to give up on him. Cause that's you. You're not going to give up on him. You're not going to give up on yourself. You're not doing that. Adonis is not doing that. You know, until, until that chapter is completely cut, Adonis will not be going anywhere. Adonis will be here until his name is called. And then when his name is called, his name will forever be called. Like, I'm not going anywhere. My mom and sister will be taken care of. Like, they, will, they have to. Because I want to. Hearing that. It's not easy. It's not easy at all, bro. It's really, it's really hard. Exactly. It's really hard. Exactly. And when you're at a moment where you're, you're, you're having to strive, 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 strive. And even I like that you curse. You said shit. It's like the toughness, the tension that it takes, like the, the extra aggression you have, because we know how it is. Like, what is it when you meet that breakdown moment? For me, I was in Germany. Most money I've ever seen. Uh, I had the money. I had what people think like I'm at this level, but I literally can't play the game. And I have a torn hamstring, uh, a concussion. Like I'm in almost have a racist code, different language. Like I broke down your last breakdown moment. How do you get out of it? Like when you're thinking about, okay, there's times that I cried. How did you literally wipe your tears off, think and reconnect with who you actually are? You're speaking to knowing that, but in that moment, how were you able to do so? Well, I prayed first and then I called my mom and then I looked at pictures of my mom, my sister, and myself when we were younger as kids. My mom was laying on the bed and she was holding me and my sister in her arms. And I was looking at that. And then uh, I watched a video of myself playing ball. What time. moment was this? Uh, this was at Denver when I wasn't, you know, there was a lot of things going on and I was just really upset. And, you know, I was playing really well, but, you know, the, the transition of like, this guy's coming down to play, so you're not going to be playing in much minutes. Or he's going to be up for a long time, so you're going to be playing this amount of minutes. Or we don't think that you'd be playing today because of X, Y, and Z, or whatever the case may be, whatever it was. And when that, not to cut you off, when that day happens, yeah. when they tell you, oh, you're not playing, and you know you love the game, yeah. and you're probably, okay, I'm about to play, I'm about to play, you're getting ready, and they call you late or something, they say, oh, you're not playing today. You're not playing this week. You're probably going to play less minutes. How do you focus on something else? How do you get through those times where you're crying? Yeah, I mean, well, if they tell me beforehand, I'm more knowledgeable and my mindset's already clear. So, like, I'm not anticipating playing. But if I'm not told that, then I'm anticipating, like, all right, let me warm up hard. Let me get ready. Like, it's time to go kill. And then when I'm not, I'm looking like, what's going on? 
like what's popping. You know what I mean? But then I have to realize the setting I'm in. I got to realize the body language. I got to realize all these things that you can visibly see. So I have to correct them on the spot right then and there. Like I can't, but you can't be overly, you know, visibly frustrated because everyone's watching. My mom tells me all the time, you never know who's watching. Mm. My mom has never lied to me. Everything she told me when I was little, like it literally just pops up. You never know who's watching. So I'll watch film myself. Just see my body language. See how I'm acting. Really? So I can correct it. If anything's bad, I don't want it to be shown, bro. I want to get paid. I want to take care of my mom and my sister. So I will do the necessary things that they want, whoever they are, to make sure it happens. <laughs> that is so detailed. Like, And if you were to tell a young version of Don and knowing that he had the passion to drive to become all that you are now and to become more, what would you tell him extra as extra needed advice that you didn't know then? What would you tell that kid? Bro, don't trip over anything, bro. Just rock with it. No matter what it is, bro, trust me, just rock with it. And he will understand because it's me telling him. Mm. It's that simple. Like, I can't express or I can't explain your story or someone else's journey Mm -hmm. in basketball because it's not mine. I haven't lived it. So your, you know, adversity or walls that you've crossed, I might have not crossed. You know what I mean? Like playing time. This, this guy probably has never sat on the bench a day in his life because he's blessed. He's fortunate. Like it just happens like that. Roll the dice, bro. He's, he's getting all seven or however. How does that feel to you, though, when you have to grind for every single moment? Juco, under-recruited. Then I went to D2. Then I went to D1. Then I went high major D1. Then I went undrafted. I had to grind and have another guy. McDonald's All-American, got drafted. He's not as good as me. Think about that. Think about what you just said. Are we on the same team? Yeah. So you did did what I wanted, right? But I'm still right here with you. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm right here. You know what I mean? So all the stuff that you still have to go through, all the adver- all the mind games, all that stuff, I've already been trained and went through, bro. Yeah. So like when when coach yelling at you and he yelling at me, all right, bro, go ahead, yell. You might tweet. <laughs> he might, man, I'm done. All right. So, all right. So then that's my spot, then, right? So so he's done. Like you said, he said, so that's me. Now no one knows they're getting that spot because no one's gonna outwork me. No one's going to outplay me. No, like, it's not happening. When it's my spot, it's my spot. I don't care who you are, bro. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. It doesn't matter. Kobe Bryant is the most determined basketball player I've ever seen with my own two eyes. What's your favorite thing about him? Everything. How he thinks. Everything. The detail. He has detail on ESPN. I watch it about Jason Tatum and all these other guys, like, coming off screens and foot placement and, like, your mindset and how he works out five times a day. Like it's insane. I'm going to sit here and tell you right now, I do not work out five times a day. Like I'm not a morning guy. Like I'm not getting up at 6am, 5am to go work out for three hours, come back, rest, get some food, go back, work out. No, I do it the way I like it. The way I want to do it. I sleep in for eight and a half hours, eight hours, go work out, eat, chill, do what I want. Go work out again. Late at night, chill, eat. Cooling, bro. Get your work in and live life, bro. Your life shouldn't be 
surrounded by basketball 24-7. Where you it sounds will. like it. Literally this whole time we've been speaking, it it's sounds not. like it. And I'm it's like, not. I know this guy it's now, not. and it's, 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 it's been not. a joy to actually know you in this week See, that we've been yeah. here. And you're good with people. You're good with kids. How do you balance that? Because so, I'm being me, bro. I'm being me. I'm being me. I'm being me. Like, you know, I love basketball. Basketball is my life. Basketball is everything, but it's not my everything. Like, you just said you'd die for it. I would die for it. I would. Because it's my passion. It's the love of my life. Like, I would. Like, when I get married and I have kids and I have a wife, a beautiful wife, like, I would die for them too because I love them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love basketball, but that's the only thing I got right now. That's the only thing I'm, I want to do right now. You know what I mean? But life isn't all about basketball. It's not. That's what I hope people really understand. Like, I'm like you said, I'm good with kids. I'm good with people. I can talk to people. Like, I'm versatile. So, like, I'll be chilling. My mom taught me very well, but I learned along the way too with all the, the journey, bro. I've met a ton of people. I've learned how to adjust, talk, act. Like, I mean, it's not a facade. This is me, bro. I'm me. You know what I mean? Like, you, she might like it. He might not like it. He might not like it. She might like it. It is what it is. You use this phrase all the time. And when I say this, what is the first image that pops in your head when I say ATG? Against the grain. If I'm thinking of against the grain, like what image pops up? All right, there's a little sneak peek, bro. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't even supposed to be talking about this right now, but we got we got clothes and stuff coming out soon. But if you could imagine, I hope they don't get mad at me for this. But if you can imagine a hundred people walking this way, to the left, hundred people walking this way. It's a it's a system of like this is organized. This is how you're supposed to do it. I'm going to the right by myself, and I'm gonna figure it out along the way. If we still meet up on the same path, it's great, bro. You went. The traditional, you went the easy route. You went with all these people. You was comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. I ain't mad at you, but I'm going to go this way, though. I'm going to build my own path. I'm going to build my own way. You feel me? Like, I'm against the grain. You feel me? Like, I'm not going to go with the crowd. I'm not going to go with his opinion about what I should do with my life. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) That doesn't make sense to even start with. Yeah, bro, you should do this. But I want to do this. So this is what I'm going to go do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... Being against the grain, bro, like Juco, all right. A lot of people go Juco, but do a lot of people go Juco and then go to the NBA? No. Do a lot of people go Juco and then go to a high major power five school? No. Do a lot of people go Juco and then go to a D2 and win player of the year? First ever in history of that school? No. It's always been there. We've been here before. Bro, I like this guy. I do, <laughs> I do like you because I think bro. like that too. And it's like, what I always say is faith is a confident expectation. Like, nah, this is going to work because God, God is hand on my God life. God got me. So it, don't it doesn't matter what I it see. It don't matter. It don't matter what I see, what I do. Like, he's going to make sure that I'm going the way I'm supposed to go. Like, he's going to make sure. Or something's going to happen where it's like, don't do that. Like, you can feel it. Like, should I go out tonight? Something's telling me not to go out. Well, I wonder what that something is. God talking to you. Don't do that, bro. Like, should I go with this crowd because they're drinking or doing whatever? Or should I go to the gym? Should probably go to the gym. When you're in those times, um, when you're against the grain, going the other journey, the other route, yeah. kind of the stubborn route is what I call it. The journey where I don't care if y'all want me to do this, I'm going to do that. That route can sometimes be lonely. It could. And when you're on that lonely road, I always say, and I ask my guests this as, as a closing question, overcome your mind belief. Is the negative voice that says you can't, that self-doubting voice, that voice that wants to pull you down in those moments of, damn, 
I'm on this journey while everybody else going and they probably got the awards. They got the nice agents. They got the nice teams. Maybe I should turn when you're in that ongoing journey, that self narrative, uh, the negative stories that that one voice is saying to you. How do you overcome that? The practical steps that you work to do so to overcome your mind, Willie. Like I said, bro, I just, I just think about where I started. I just think about the little kid, bro. Like I pray. I just talk to God about it. Like, and I just have confidence in myself that, you know, like when I'm ever put in the opportunity to do what I'm supposed to do, that I'm going to be ready for that chance. I'm going to be ready for the opportunity. So like when I'm, when I have self doubt or when I'm like, Don, I don't know, bro. Like you're going to play well. Like, I don't know, bro. Like all that, all that shit goes out the window when I see a basketball, all of it, <laughs> all of it goes out the window, bro. Cause it's, it's not it's not God talking to me. You know what I'm saying? All this, all the negative talk, that's not God talking to me. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different being that I am not a part of. You know what I'm saying? That I won't listen to because like that's directing you in a way where say you do feel like you're not playing well. Well, if you feel like that and you do that, you're going to play like crap. You're not going to play well because you're thinking too much already. Negative. That's I'm cool off that. Like, you know, you're not going to have a game every day when you're scoring 30 either. Like we were playing Madison Square Garden against Tennessee. I think I had zero points. I was upset. I was pissed. I was mad. But we won. But we won. I mean, like, you can look at all the things that you might go through when you're upset and all that stuff. And it's fine to go through it, bro, because you got you to gotta experience those times. You got to go through it. Like, there's no way you can go through an experience, not experience it and have a feeling about it. There's no way you can you can lie about something that you haven't gone through and then explain how you felt about it. Having self doubt and you know, all those negative thoughts, they come into your brain and you do your best not to listen to it, but it's too hard sometimes when it just gets tough, but you got to do your best to just, God, I know you're here with me. I know you're protecting me. You didn't bring me this far to leave me. Mm. So keep leading me in the way that you see best fit. So you see best fit, man. What you just said there is basically you got to go through it to grow through it. And in this life, in challenges are part of it. In his time. And it's in his time in that his time. you'll get to it to where you want to get to. But no, I, I appreciate having you on the podcast yeah, because bro. what you just showcased is against the grain. Literally, I've never had a podcast like this to where I usually ask guests and I can kind of see that where it's going. For right. this one, I couldn't see. Right. And it's almost like me <laughs> on the crazy. podcast. That's crazy. You couldn't see the direction of this pod, but you're the host of this pod. That's exactly what God does, bro. Like that's yeah. literally what he does, bro. Like you, you can have the label like, control it, but he's going to direct it, bro. Like that's exactly what we're saying. Bro. Like, you know, I like that. That's very true. That's very true. That's very true. But bro, I, Thank you um, for joining the Mind Believe podcast because I think that somebody's impacted. I know I am because it gives me another mirror and I hold a mirror and I feel like people, when you listen this back, it's like holding up a mirror for who you are. Right. A lot of times you don't recognize like how the greatness that you have inside of you right. until you listen to this on your tough days. And you're like, damn, like I'm on that. Like God's placed that in me. So there's nothing right. dim about me. It's to shine my light through right. going against the grain. So yeah. being I appreciate yourself. you being yourself, bro. Being yourself through through it all, through the good, the bad. Be yourself. Be authentic, bro. That's all I'm about, bro. Stay true to you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mind Bully Podcast. Let's make a deal. If you like anything that you heard, rate this podcast. It does so much for people to see it. And if you loved it, think about giving it a review from me to you. Toodaloo. Hey, Genix, you going off.